eBay Motors is here for the ride. Remember when you first saw the potential? And then through some elbow grease, fresh installs, and a whole lot of love, you transformed 100,000 miles and a body full of rust into a drive that's all your own. Look to your left. Look to your right. It's official. No one's got a ride like this. There's nothing else that sounds like, feels like, or looks like the set of wheels in your garage. With over 122 million parts, you can make sure your number one ride or die stays running smoothly, so there's no limit to how far you can take it. Brake kits, turbochargers, engines, exhaust kits, roof racks, LED headlights, bumpers, whatever your baby needs, eBay Motors has it. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, it's guaranteed to fit your ride the first time, every time, or your money back. Plus at these prices, well, you're burning rubber, not cash. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. You could spend the weekend doing the same old whatever, or you could conquer the weekend in the all-new Hyundai Santa Fe. Visit HyundaiUSA.com for more details. Hyundai, there's joy in every journey. What up? This is Myron, and you are listening to the Rye Bread and Mustard, a Mariners podcast, the alternative underground back alley underbelly down on the docks on the other side of the track, speak easy dive bar style podcast that you were listening to on the Odyssey app or wherever else you're getting your podcast action from. We're not going to judge you. Thank you for liking, subscribing, following, and of course, checking us out on YouTube and the socials. And if you got something uh, strongly worded to say, hit us up at rye bread and mustard podcast at gmail.com. And if you like the gear, you can start by going to the Instagram and looking up at simply.cora that's at simply.cora maybe you're like eh, on the pod but you like the gear that's where you go and get that all right on today's episode listen not gonna sugarcoat it uh but we are gonna keep it short and i don't think too sweet uh today um you know with me uh on this episode of course up in Edmonds, we got hannah and Edmonds. what's going on hannah things are starting to spiral I love that is a strong entrance to the show, Hannah. I like it. That was a that was a strong initiation line of dialogue. How you doing? Well, I've calmed down since maybe our pre-show phone call that sometimes we like to have, which actually. I kind of like, damn, we should have just recorded that. But also, that was pretty much going to all the way to the dark side, I would say. But nonetheless, there's not, there's nothing to uh, really talk about that's really positive. Um, constructive criticism is okay. Also, uh, being able to uh, boo and not be happy with it is completely okay. And uh, I think today on this episode, we got to acknowledge really what what's going on, and also how tough uh, the end the end of this road to uh, the MLB All Star Game that we should be really really excited about here in Seattle. Um, the, the way the team is playing is definitely putting a damper on it. I guess that's just the no shit uh, understatement uh, to start this episode, but. Uh, why don't you give me a monologue and I'll f- gather my thoughts here? Um, yeah, I, I'm a little lost for words. I mean, 
it's uh, it's tough to watch. We've talked about that before. They're inconsistent. We've talked about that before. You rely on the pitching heavily. We've talked about that before. Um, guys, you know, go out and give decent outings, outings that you think you should win on, uh, only giving up, you know, anywhere from two to maybe at the most four runs. And a lot of the times you're out of it. And now, you know, with the uh, AL Central being so terrible as it is, they uh, have one team, the Minnesota Twins, that are leading that division. They're two games under 500. But now, since you've struggled and last, lost your last three series in a row, you now have another team that has leapfrogged you in the wild card standings, the Cleveland Guardians. And they have a game on you because of the tiebreaker. Correct. Um, so right now things aren't looking good. Uh, you can tell it watching the game. You can see it in the body language they're pressing. I mean, they're swinging at bad stuff and then they take good pitches down the pipe, you know, after they probably re readjust and rethink over things. And I mean, their, their heads are swimming. So, uh, you can, they're trying hard, but it, something's off. It's, it's just tough to watch. You're a lot nicer than I thought you were going to be, but I, uh, I want you to go. Yeah. Okay. You want me to turn up the temperature? Okay. Um, this, this Washington series. Now I have not went on the, I haven't went all the way to the dark side completely, but I'm, I'm in the dark side right now. Uh, my f- couple of feet. I'm, I'm, I'm halfway. You don't know star Wars, Hanno, but I'm basically, Anakin Skywalker in the uh, second episode or second edition of uh, the Star Wars uh, trilogy, first trilogy. In this Washington series, you just saw everything that has been there all season long that just is not getting fixed. Uh, close games can't get the can't get that run in. You got a you got a double. A leadoff double in the ninth in that game, too. You got the bases loaded with no outs in the tenth. You can't do it. It just, it's like rinse and repeat. It just constantly keeps happening. And you're right. If the pitchers don't come out there and just dominate and a team puts a crooked number on you, you're, you know, I text you today when it was three to nothing in the first. And I just said, I think this is a game. And I was right. And you text me back, ha, ha, ha you know, kind of lighthearted. And I was like, man, I was, I was not joking with you. And after what happened last night, and then the team comes out and just jumps on you the next day, I just knew it was, it was done for the series. And you, you lose a series that was pretty much the most winnable series of the last six series. You had the last 18 games going into the all-star break. And now you're looking down the barrel of Tampa Bay, San Francisco giants at their place and, and the Houston Astros who really know how to nail coffins and uh, put the nails in our coffin. So this is a, this is a grim, I feel like a low point right now. I know that maybe they've been more than three games below 500 at one point, but, uh, is that what they are? Three games or two games? Uh, yeah, they're three games under. Three games under 500. 
but three games under 500 and then you're looking down the barrel of this schedule pretty tough uh yeah uh tough games coming up uh like you mentioned um tampa bay we know all about them san francisco's been playing great houston's having a down year for them but we all know the house of horrors when you go down to houston what it's like for us to play down there does this team does it have to do with expectations that they can't play with them or what you know i mean something i've thought about i i don't know if that's the case but i mean we're one of the fifth we're down in the bottom we're the one of the fifth worst teams in the al right now but still five games out um i guess you can look at it that way but i mean i feel like we should be mapped in with the uh detroits and clevelands and stuff like that uh who are on each side of us in the standing overall standings. But uh, yeah, no consistency with the hitting. I don't know what the plan is. I don't have an idea of what to do. It's, it's just tough to watch. Well, like put it this way, the, the Mariners have dug themselves where they, they're pretty much getting close to being like, they're a week of winning baseball and the team you're chasing losing baseball we haven't seen a consistent week of baseball um, out of the Mariners. And, and, and again, the other teams that uh, we are chasing that are, we're five games back. You got the blue Jays, you got the angels, you got Houston, you got the Red Sox, and then you got the guardians who, you know, Cleveland and New York already hold the tiebreaker. And then you, you know, you still have to finish up series with the Angels and uh, Houston and the rest of them. But it's looking tough. But, I mean, you said something that I want to jump on here. I mean, you're right. We've been three games up, three games down. When I'm talking about at 500 for about two months now, I think the most we were down was like four games under 500 just before the start of May. So it's a roller coaster. You mentioned that we haven't played a week's worth of good baseball yet. No doubt. No consistency. And I'm not talking about sweeping six or seven games in a row. I'm just talking about playing good baseball. It's it's tough. They are the epitome of a average 500 team. These are just some of the stars who appeared in the first 49 Major League All-Star games. You can be part of baseball's historic 50th All-Star Game. Ballots are free at any major or minor league ballpark or at any retail store featuring a Gillette All-Star display. Balloting ends July 4th. Be sure to get out of The preceding announcement was furnished by Major League Baseball. You know, we talk about 500. You got to get back to 500. Then you can start clawing away. Well... You'd think, okay, well, they're only three games out of 500. Right. But you are three games under 500 with Tampa Bay, San Francisco, and Houston on the menu right now. So I would be happy with, I think you could be successful if you're like, hey, if they go through this stretch and they end up around 500, a game above or a game below, you'd be happy with that. But still, we're talking 
a week and a half all-star week it's it's you not realistically probably not going to see the mariners and i hope i'm wrong but at 500 for a little bit it's just stacking up that way yeah you're right i mean the expectations are so much higher and um it's just just the way they play the game, the uh, inconsistencies, the frustration of swinging at bad pitches. Uh, it's, you know, I mean, that, it's just, it's hard to watch. We've talked about this for a long time now. It's nothing new. They've shown you this for now three months. Uh, I don't see how it can change drastically. Can it? Sure. Do I see it happening? No, not really. I just think, like, yes, you just saw a run of one-run victories. You would see a run of walk-offs, uh, extra-inning victories, and you're just not seeing that. You're not well, seeing you're, that. No, you're dead last uh, in, in extra-inning games. Yeah, and this series really just showed you what the Mariners do. I've been doing the entire season. They get one game out of every three. This isn't a team's going out and losing every game. They're winning lately. It's like they will. It seems like the pattern they've set up is offense comes out and just destroys one night. And you get this big, comfortable win followed by of leaving the bases loaded, not being able to execute and come and the and the offense just completely, completely shutting off for, you know, double digit amounts of innings sometimes from one game into the, you know, the next day into the third day, uh, you also are seeing us pretty much set up every opposition pitcher with an opportunity to have uh, a career high or season high, at least in strikeouts for a while there. in the last, you know, on that road trip, it looked like they were maybe coming out of it. I even mentioned, it looks like they're playing a little better, but watching them this, uh, series against the Nats who possibly could be a hundred lost team. You know, I didn't see many hard hit balls. You know, there's a lot of weak contact from this team. They're fooled. They swing and miss a lot. They had zero walks today, no plate discipline. So, I mean, it's, you, you pile on when you play a team that you should, should beat, especially in that extra inning game. I mean, that was hard. And then to come out flat today, lose to a pitcher that's been scuffling for a long, long time, over a year, hasn't gone seven innings, career strikeout numbers. Um, it's, what can you say? It stinks. Yeah, it, it really stinks. And I mean, I don't want to really go back through all the games and break it out, break it down. It's just like, but there are, I'd rather just talk about some of those moments that, you know, I don't really want to talk too much about at, at all what happened in game one. That was a great win. Eight to four. You get your starter going seven innings, you put eight runs up on the board. Good. The next day, you know, we just, we've talked about it. If you're following this team, you know about it, them not being able to, you know, knock somebody in with a leadoff double in the ninth. You have bases loaded with no outs in the 10th. And a good part of the meat of your order comes up there. doesn't have the plate discipline. Um, you know, you've showed me the the charts uh, where these pitches were for these 
for the pop outs and the strikeouts and uh you know you you lose this <laughs> you lose this game and then literally go to bed come back and it just seemed like a continuation from what was happening uh last night i mean if you if you put the two games together they scored what eight runs unanswered from the end of game two in through game three it's it's yeah i mean i get it it's tough baseball in a way has got momentum you know you got that tough game like you mentioned game two you come out with that day game and boom you know first inning logan um they're all over him what does he give up for three runs four runs it's four nothing before you're even out of your you're you're even into your seat um it's tough so then you know, it's like here we go and uh the the i mentioned earlier the the way the you watch them go about their at bats their the way they carry themselves it's just a it's you can tell there's they're slumping and they're not having much confidence no and the body language you know, shows it, it, it that's what i was trying to say excuse me it went from good vibes to good grief this episode is brought to you by progressive insurance whether you love true crime or comedy celebrity interviews or news you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue and guess what now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the name your price tool from progressive it works just the way it sounds you tell progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I think uh, Ryan Divish's article, and I'm also reading it on Fox 13 and some other local affiliates about uh, what Raleigh had to say. He said, quote, we didn't execute. It was three terrible at-bats. He said, while most of his teammates were showered and heading out the door with the day game coming up Wednesday, Raleigh sat in his locker in the sweat-soaked dry-fit gear he wears under his uniform and eye black still on his face. He wasn't waiting to voice his disappointment, but he wasn't shy about offering it. He said, it's frustrating. I don't think it's a lack of effort. I just look at us, and I know we're not a good baseball team right now, straight up. It's nice to talk and all with the good vibes and whatever, but we're not playing well right now, and we know it. We got to pick it up. We're just kind of stagnant. I really don't feel like there's been a big change so far. It's not on anybody else except us. We've got to find a way to change, and we need to keep quit. And we need to keep saying we need to keep saying it over and over. I feel like it's getting repetitive with a couple. Win a couple, lose a couple, win a couple, lose a couple. You guys come in and ask the same questions. We got to fix something. Yeah. I mean, I hear you can tell Cal Raleigh. I mean, even though he was the last out in that game, he cares. I, I think all these guys care. They're professionals. It bugs the hell out of mm -hmm. what, what professional athlete doesn't want to succeed. But, uh, yeah, he's right. I mean – Good vibes only can only take you so far. He's not throwing anybody under the bus, but he's also letting, you know, the fans know. What, and I think that I appreciate that of them going. I do appreciate that. And I'm, sure. I'm glad that I'm glad that we can be honest that we are past the like, 
it's still early. We're going to turn this around because, you know, the next time we do another episode, we're already in the second half of the season when it comes to games. Yeah. Um, and just the struggle, it's just so hard to think that it can be turned around. But it can be. But it just – the hope is just dying, especially the way these guys play. I mean, it's tough. Um, but Cal, I mean, he's accountable – uh, I like that you mentioned he didn't throw anybody on their bus. I, he'd say he's a team leader to me. Three roads. I mean, it was the hit of the hit of the first part of the series. Everybody was singing, and I don't know. By the end of this series, I think they should start singing "Highway to Hell." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm not a uh, country roads take me home kind of guy. I just don't like the whole West Virginia part, you know, when we got no connection to it and I, they were overdoing it in this series. I don't know who's, who's pressing the button, but it sure there wasn't enough good times there. I think no, they, got I mean, a I, it's, cute, they got a little cute with it Monday. thought everything was going to be going good. And now it's definitely. Oh, for sure. I mean, they're all about marketing um, I mean, Los Bomberos. I mean, I remember going and seeing that when that first came out. And this, everything was flashing. And then, boom, there's a home run hit, you know, off of one of our relievers. I'm just like, oh, God, this is going to end well. But, uh, I mean, Jared, if that's his walk-up song he wants to, to sing around, I want fans to have fun and be happy. And I'm not going to tell anybody how to fan. But, man, they played it a ton. It was, you're right, it was played out. Played out. Um one other thing that we should mention before we get out of here, because we are going to keep it short and sweet. And like, I, I'm not going to give this inspirational talk either here at the end and go and everything. Yeah. They, I'm at a point where it's like, okay, I feel Show like we've defended. Yes. We've do a lot of defending here. Obviously we want the Mariners to, to do good. They do good. Or the show does good. Um, it's just how it works. But, uh, also just, we just wanted to mention, uh, or bring up, if you didn't know this, uh, Chris Flexen was DFA'd for uh, Trevor Gott. Um, what does that mean, Hanno? Um, I, from my understanding, he has a chance to either be traded or outright released. That's usually how it works, unless he has something different in his contract. Where, so I, I'm not sure, but that's usually how it works with guys that are DFA'd. Yeah, I mean, this is the guy that was our steadiest pitcher in 2021. Pitched pretty good last year. You know, I think he was like 3-7. Um, and a lot of those, a little bit of that's inflated from when he went out to the bullpen. Obviously, when we got Luis Castillo, we had more pitchers than um, spots. Uh, I know that they were going around using kind of like this, thinking of the six-man rotation. He ended up being the odd man out. And for me, he's just never been the same since for whatever reason. I call it a coincidence, but it's, uh, you know, there, there really, there wasn't a need for him on this team. Um, I think he could, you know, be a little bit more effective to a team for a team that, you know, like a Texas Rangers or a team that like puts up a lot of runs. I mean, he'll give you a chance to win some games and it seems like now he'll also, he also can, you know, put you in the hole. I mean, he did have his chance earlier this season when uh, Robbie Ray 
once Robbie Ray was injured, which was right from the get go. Um, but we, we also knew that we had the guys like Miller and Wu just, you know, chomping at the bid to get up here. So I get it. Makes sense. Yeah. I mean, you're right. Uh, probably going to the bullpen and then coming out and trying to stretch out when Ray was hurt or after he was hurt. Um, yeah, it was a hard transition for him. He's got an ERA of over of, of around nine, I believe. But hey, man, the couple years before them or before that, when he was in our starting rotation, man was a solid pitcher and a solid arm in the rotation for the Mariners. Uh, won them a lot of games. I, I thank him and appreciate him, and I I, I think uh, he'll definitely um, be pitching somewhere else uh, this year. Oh yeah. It's it's oh, interesting, yeah. too, because, I mean, there's been talk lately about the young guys, Miller, and especially Wu, having innings restrictions and possibly the Mariners having to make a trade to go out and get a starter. Well, you just gave up a guy. Uh, so it, it, there's a lot of um, interesting things t- to see what comes down the pike uh, with this team. And if that is indeed the case, I mean, it makes sense that Wu – We'll be on an innings uh, restriction. The Mariners just didn't feel that uh, he was worth keeping around, I guess. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But nothing but a, a tip of the cap to Chris Flexen. Yeah, and as far as the Mariners being able to get value, gosh, I feel like you'd have got quite a bit more value before the season and the off season. Maybe maybe it wasn't there, but. Uh... Not to be a bummer about it, but probably the value on a trade is is down. Oh, absolutely. I mean, no, I, I agree with what you're saying. But I don't think the Mariners really knew what they had in Miller and Wu either. They wanted that safety net. I mean, yeah, Robbie went down. Then Marco, you know, you were kind of forced to. So, yeah. But uh, it's just a, it's been a tough season all around so far. It has. Sports presents the 1979 All-Star Game from Seattle's Kingdom. It's the All-Stars of the National League versus the best of the American League. The 1979 All-Star Game is brought to you by Chrysler Corporation. See the mileage makers at your Dodge or Chrysler Plymouth dealers. By the newest member of Gillette's All-Star Team, Foamy Tropical Coconut Shave Cream. Every shave is like a trip to the tropics. And by the Miller Brewing Company, Brewers of Miller High Life. If you've got the time, we've got the beer. And by Polaroid, makers of the SX-70 Sonar, the world's smartest camera. Well, let's just keep this short and sweet and let's just hope like last year when we were bitching and moaning and having our shit list, the Mariners decided to, you know, make us eat our hats. Um, Anyways, everybody, thank you for liking, following, subscribing, uh, checking us out on all the social platforms. We're on all of them across the board. Uh, Also, again, you can email us at ryebreadandmustardpodcast at gmail.com. And again, our gear, you can get that on Instagram. Start there by hitting up at simply.cora 
on Instagram. Reminder, uh, when the All-Star festivities begin, we will be at Tacos and Tequila every day, uh, pre-game and uh, post home run derby and post all-star game that's on right there on occidental you cannot miss it that's tacos and tequila pioneers tacos and tequila if you're googling it anyways i think that's just about it for this episode so hanno you know what time it is charge charge